This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Talk Radio 77. WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. You do not agree with the Israeli total siege of the Gaza Strip. I'm confident that Israel is going to act under the major, the, the rules of war. There, there's a standards that democratic institutions and countries will go, go by. And so uh, I'm, I'm confident that there's going to be an ability for the innocents in Gaza to be able to have access to medicine and food and water. Would you support Israeli occupation of Gaza at this point? I think it'd be a big mistake. Look, what happened in Gaza, in my view, is Hamas and the extreme elements of Hamas don't represent all the Palestinian people. And uh, I think that uh, it would be a mistake to, uh, for Israel to occupy Gaza again. We did, but to going in and taking out the, uh, the extremists, the... Uh, Hezbollah is up north, but Hamas down south is a necessary requirement. Do you believe that Hamas must be eliminated entirely? Uh, yes, I do. But there needs to be a Palestinian authority. There needs to be a, a path to a Palestinian state. I don't want to get into classified information, but to be very blunt with you, there is no clear evidence of that. At this point, no this evidence point. that Iran is behind any of this. Correct. Now, Iran constantly supports Hamas and Hezbollah. I don't mean that. But in terms of were they, did they have foreknowledge? Did they help plan the attack? They, there's no evidence of that at this point. Is he kidding me? No evidence? Does this moron even know about that meeting in Qatar that took place about a week before the attacks between the leader of Hamas the Iranian leader and Russia? Does he know about that? Who does he think he's kidding? See, the problem is most Americans don't pay any attention. They hate the Jews anyway, so that's fine. That was the president on 60 Minutes last night, Scott Pelley, courtesy of CBS. Let's go live to Jerusalem. This man did an outstanding job last week between Noam Layden's great morning show and mine he was on all five days, now making his sixth consecutive appearance on New York's number one sitting friends in the morning. Live from Jerusalem, Alex Trayman, JNS.org. Alex, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Tell me about your weekend before we get to the president's, what I thought, idiotic and not very supportive comments last night. You may feel differently. Tell me about the weekend that was for you guys in Jerusalem. Well, in Jerusalem, it was very tense. Uh, you know, where I live is right on the sea line between the Jewish and the Arab communities in the eastern section of Jerusalem. Uh, there were several occasions over the weekend where we heard machine gun fire. Uh, fortunately, no reports of uh, serious incidents. Uh, police moving in and out, in and out of uh, our community on on uh, advanced uh, patrols. Um, and 
So it's a, it's a tense it's a tense situation. Uh, usually, the the park near our house is uh, filled with with Arabs. Uh, in the afternoons and and this weekend there was not one in the park uh, apparently they probably got warnings not to arrive uh from from police uh so there's there's a lot of tension but uh fortunately it, it still remained quiet hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Let's go back to the president's comments last night. That one, which they've said from the very beginning, I guess it's why... When he made that initial speech, which I thought was supportive but feckless, showed no leadership. He never mentioned Iran. Still, still not admitting that Iran is involved, and you know why. What are your thoughts in Israel about the president leaving out Iran? Well, it's clear that the U.S. administration, this one, and also the Obama administration have been colluding with Iran uh, for for many years, providing them with with ample funding. They could have been ramping up uh, tremendous sanctions on the Iranian regime and pushing them to a breaking point. Instead, they're giving them money, which is then getting funneled to their terror proxies around the region, most notably to Hamas and also to Hezbollah. Uh, and there's very little doubt that even if this attack didn't occur with direct coordination, uh, the way decentralized terror proxies work is that they've been given instructions to attack, uh, and that is what happened on Saturday. And the uh, first cut I played there had the uh, had the president talking about how he really, he really wants to. Well, he's very confident Israel will uh, apply uh, comply by the rules of war. And look, I'm a nice man. You know, I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a husband. I don't like innocents getting killed. But I'm just curious, Alex, did Hamas play by the rules of war when they arrived Saturday morning on a holiday Shabbos at 6 a.m. and just devastated my people? Did they did they go by those same rules? I'm curious. Well, this is the problem, that Israel fights asymmetric battles against uh, terrorist organizations where militants and civilians are mixed. There were reports that there were many uh, street uh, civilians dressed in street clothes that entered in to Israel on Saturday morning together uh, with the uh, armed uh, militants in, in uh, military-style clothing. Um, and no, they don't play by the rules of war. And for Israel, there should be only rule, one rule of war, and that's to win. And you are getting the sense that the American presence in the region, which includes two aircraft carriers and already two visits by Antony Blinken, a visit by uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, and, and now an invitation for a potential visit by Joe Biden, is in place specifically to prevent Israel from do completing the only rule of war that it should have, which is to win and to win conclusively. That's what I'm feeling. I mean, I think those two warships are there for show. I really do. Uh, right now, I would like Biden to just say, do what you got to do. 
I want everybody to say, do what you got to do. Do you think that the majority of Israelis feel that way? Because I have to tell you, I saw, and my heart goes out to this poor woman, Rachel Goldberg, again on TV on Sunday morning, and uh, her son Hirsch, uh, they believe, was abducted at that music festival. His arm was blown off, and they believe he's one of the nearly 200 hostages. And she made it her business on Fox News, by the way, Alex, to thank this administration for being so supportive about five times. And I keep saying the same thing. Being supportive is easy. It's easy to say we love you, we're sorry, we're with you. The hard part is, what are you going to do about it? And everything Biden and this administration says to me, telling Israel to kind of calm down, that doesn't work for me. Do the majority of Israelis feel the same way? You know, it, um, most most Americans don't understand the complexities in Israel. But what's even much more dangerous is that most is really really don't understand what's been going on in the United States. You know, obviously they hear statements by Netanyahu about how uh, America and Joe Biden are are the greatest friends of the state of Israel. And and Netanyahu has no choice but to say those things, even though everybody knows that there's tremendous tension between the two administrations. Uh, But I I don't really think that the that the Israelis understand uh, how the Americans have been playing double games in the Middle East uh, for decades, you know, pitting Israelis against Palestinians, funding both sides of the conflict, and the same thing between Israel and Iran. Alex Trayman, once again, live in Jerusalem. Now, let's get to uh, the real issue, what you guys are facing. The the troops on the ground amassing over 300,000. We keep waiting for them to go into Gaza. There was an issue with weather the other day. I really believe Israel is just waiting to make sure as many as Palestinians as possible leave that area based upon advice given to them by Biden, the rest of the world. That's my opinion. Why do you think the Israelis still have not gone in? They're ready. They're right there. Why have they not gone in? Well, there were some supply chain issues, making sure that all of the troops have exactly all of the equipment that they needed. Uh, also, uh, they've been reviewing battle plans over the last several days. There were reports that the Israeli commanders uh, were flown over different parts of the Gaza Strip on uh, on surveillance missions and on planning missions. Uh, and, you know, the Israeli troops have, haven't been just standing there. They've actually been practicing ahead of going in. Don't forget, they're going to be going into a heavily – uh, booby-trapped urban fighting environment, and uh, there's no there's no purpose in in racing in one or two days ahead of time uh, if that might mean that uh, they would su- they would suffer uh, casualties on their own side, right? They want to protect the lives of every soldier uh, much more than they're worried about the the lives of Palestinian civilians. And as of right now, we're still talking about uh, waging this war on one front. Is that a fair assumption, Alex? Well, there's been increased fighting on the northern front. Uh, you know, it's uh, step by step. You you see the the two sides getting into what is is very very likely to be uh, a full fledged uh, multi front uh, attack. You know, the way these things work, especially when you have decentralized leadership, is that uh, you know mortars get fired, then there's reprisals. Uh, but if you don't control uh, every gunner with every finger on the button of a, of a missile or a rocket, all it takes is one person to say, you know what, I'm firing my missile, and then that could start a, a full-fledged, uh, full-fledged attack both ways. And, and I think that it's a very, very likely scenario, especially once uh, ground troops move into Gaza. I, I really do believe that uh, Hezbollah is likely to get uh, into the mix.
And Iran has said once the Israeli troops go into Gaza that they're going to have no choice but to intervene, as if, again, Joe Biden, they have not intervened yet. You know, Mark Levin is going to join me coming up at 840 this morning. And he said something the last couple of days on Fox News. He used a very dirty word, Alex. And that dirty word is nuclear. And we know the Israelis have a bunch of nuclear weapons sitting there collecting dust. Nobody, nobody wants to see a nuclear war. None of us. But why wouldn't the Israelis at the very least, at the very least, threaten Iran, uh, obviously that whole region in Gaza, and anybody else, anybody else who engages in war, why not at least use those weapons as a threat? Is that too much? Well, I think everybody understands that Israel is uh, quite a well-stocked nuclear power and that uh, Israel felt that its existence was really on the line, that they would not be afraid to use them. That's the last thing anybody wants to do. But by the same token, the reason why I think it could be very important for Israel to strike at Iran's nuclear infrastructure now is because it's still believed that they have not crossed the nuclear threshold. Could you imagine if this was being fought in several months from now and Iran was a nuclear power, how they would use the nuclear weapons as a threat of war and annihilation against Israel? So, I, you know, I really do think that potentially the timing of this conflict is a blessing, and I, and I hope that the Israeli leaders are courageous enough not only to take out Hamas and all the 150,000 missiles that are pointed at us in Lebanon stocked by Hezbollah, but would even potentially uh, use this as an opportunity to strike Iran before they become nuclear. So you would be okay, I know it, it's hard to say this, but you would be okay with a, a nuclear strike in Iran before they get their uh, nuclear weapons done. Yes. Well, I'm not saying it needs to be a nuclear strike. There's ways of attacking against the infrastructure and gotcha. making sure that they don't become nuclear power. Fair enough. Uh, I did see a report from the State Department. Somebody said here in America that the Americans are considering putting boots on the ground in Israel. And why wouldn't they? Almost 30 Americans have been killed. We're not even sure here how many hostages they've got. I mean, Americans now. Forget about Israel. 10, 15, 20, we don't know. And how do Americans think they're getting these people out if, in fact, they don't send boots on the ground? So I don't think we have much of a choice. Would you like to see in Israel the Americans uh, put boots on the ground alongside your people? Well, Israel has always said that it defends itself by itself, and I think that the the fear is that if there are American boots on the ground, that then it's America that's directing the conflict. Uh, And I think that it's in Israel's best interest to direct this conflict by itself, uh, lean on the Americans for diplomatic support. I think the number one thing that the Americans could do is make sure that the Rafah border crossing between Gaza and Egypt gets opened, uh, that uh, Gazans are allowed to flood out of the border, and that diplomatic efforts should be made not only to provide them with humanitarian assistance on the Egyptian side of the border, but also to resettle as many Gazans as possible uh, into other countries. And I'm sure that many Gazans would like to be uh, resettled on a in other countries because they're sick and tired of living under Hamas rule and whatever life they will have in Gaza after this campaign is over is is likely to be much worse than it was before it started. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. 
Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Alex Trayman, any new news on the hostages? Well, now it's reports that there's 199 hostages that we are, are inside the Gaza Strip. Uh, there's not much intelligence yet as to uh, where they are or necessarily what condition they're all in. Uh, that's definitely a, a primary priority for Israel to, to figure out where these hostages are, if they're alive, and, and whether or not uh, battle plans can be drawn up in order to, to free uh, them, as many as possible. Uh, you know, we're hearing conflicting reports. I heard one unconfirmed report that there might already be hostages in Qatar uh, transported there. I'm not sure how that would have been possible, but that's some of the rumblings that we're hearing over here. So the hostages are very important. But uh, the number one thing is really to make sure that Hamas or Hezbollah can never take any hostages from Israel ever again. So in the final 60 seconds, do you find yourself still more angry at what Hamas did and exacting revenge and wiping them off the face of the earth, or more sympathetic to all these new reports that the Gaza hospitals are running out of medicine, they're running out of water, there's a fuel issue, all these issues in the Gaza Strip, which, again, is somewhat heartbreaking for some of these innocent people, but it all started with an unprecedented attack in Israel last Saturday, did it not? Oh, absolutely. And it's not just a one unprecedented attack. This is a decades of attacks uh, on Israel. There, There is uh, an education system there which teaches uh, the Arabs to hate the Jewish people. So Israel you should not be surprised uh, by what happened. And uh, I don't think that they're angered, per se, by what Hamas tried to do all of a sudden. They didn't expect anything better of Hamas. Uh, the, the anger right now is being pointed actually toward the Israeli government. Uh, and I think Israelis want to see a definitive and conclusive victory to this war to make sure that uh, Hamas is never able to carry out an attack like this ever again. Alex Trayman, you should get an Emmy Award, what you've done here the last week with me and Noam. Again, great, great report today. Please be careful. I mean that from the bottom of my heart, and hopefully we'll do it again tomorrow. You've been terrific. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Sid. You got it, pal. Alex Trayman, live from Jerusalem, and you get the feeling that Alex don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear about the issues in Gaza. He doesn't want to hear the word restrained. He doesn't want to hear Biden on 60 Minutes. He wants to wipe these people out. And you know what, Alex? That makes two of us.